All things of the hoops and NBL fantasy. Three bucks setting out to make Super Coach history. So many things that we cannot wait to see. When do we get onto the source? Perhaps a twoies or some bubbles? Or is it Miller time to celebrate our players' double-double? Party with bangers and some rock by DJ Mitchell. Is he a lock? The Kings can bring the chips like Jonah Bolden brought the dips. Will we get Ulbricht quick or at least very soon? We think it's Taron Armstrong that is going to the moon. How do we read our next stars? Are you superstitious? Impressive Johnson Alex are. The competition's rips the vicious. Robert said no Franks, so they got Franklin instead. They signed some wily veterans. Do they get over the humps ahead? The finalists have been all action. With Finn Diesel and Denzel, couldn't beat them, so they went cheat them. Who's fast and furious as well? Can't have a pair of Sams, but can they fill Pinder's shoes? And can we pair some Jordans when Crawford's small and Hunter's huge? Will Cummings hit a shot? JLA has hurt his wrist. With no AC, does Kel run hot? And is Huck Porty worth the risk? And Adams is back with his family. Let's usher in a new era of fantasy. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL super coach. Although we are Banksy-less for these NBL Blitz Gold Coast edition nightcaps because of technical difficulties, Benny. We are, we are, but uh, we also, I guess, Benny less from a sense of knowledge of the game last night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But this, uh, so I'll be hosting Bordy, who was across the southeast Melbourne versus Tasmania Jack Jumpers game last night. These right. blitz, we used to call them the nightcaps, uh, because we had a theme based on going out for a nightcap, and that's exactly what I was doing last night. So. Uh, I am like all of you out there, I'm hoping that Bordy's going to take me through a whole heap of Gold Coast themed categories. And by the end, I know what Supercoach takeaways. But the first takeaway we look at is the result of last night. Bordy. That's it. Yeah, so we had Tasmania beating Sem in the end, 97 to 84. It was a reasonably close game, and then sort of towards the end, Taz sort of took over and uh, Sam sort of stayed still, I guess, is probably the best way to talk about it. So, okay. um, you know, Blitz, first game, and, uh, you know, Sam missing a little bit, which we'll talk about next. So um, I, I wouldn't take anything out of it too much, to be honest, other than the fact that Taz are just Tazzy with their team play. But um, okay. so let's start off with... Same. Yeah, much of the same. But um, all right, let's get back. Let's get into the uh, categories, mate. I'm well, going to start off with... the first one. We yeah, do this let's start every podcast. That's it. Currently under maintenance. So these players are, I don't know, speaking of the Gold Coast, known for its theme parks. Seemingly every time I've gone, whether as a young as a younger man myself or uh, with the kids, they're excited for a ride, but it's shut down for maintenance. So, boy, yeah. who, who was shut down for maintenance in this game? Yeah, for Sam, they had quite a few outs. They've had Creek out, Source uh, or Alan Williams is out, uh, or John Gack is out, and Matt Kenyon still out for them. Uh, while Tazzy, obviously, Big Willie Magne still out. And Steindl was suited up but didn't see a minute of play, which was a bit of an interesting one. He did do the warm-ups, but okay. I just noted him down here because of that, um, because he you know, he warmed up but um, didn't actually play a minute, which is a bit weird for me. Um, not sure if he was just sort of rested, uh, which is weird because it's their first game. But, um, yeah, that was it. Beautiful. So now we know the lay of the land. What's the first category we want to go to tonight? Oh, this, this is just extra delicious. I'm going to start off with a bolter of the night. Oh, if you don't know, bolter, I had a few of these last night, is one of oh. our, was one of our preferred 
breweries, Coopers as well, if you're out there, listen. Um, but it's based, it's a Gold Coast brewery, you know, Mick Fanning, a Gold Coast legend, uh, was an initial investor. Um, but the bolter of the night is someone who is exactly that, a bolter, someone who's come out of left field and performed well. Who do you want to discuss, mate? I'm going to go with Tyler Cook. Uh, so obviously, Sem's injury replacement for Alan Sauce Williams. Uh, he just did everything last night and finished off with 39 super coach points. So we're talking 40 is kind of elite, isn't it, uh, Benny? So 39 is almost there. Um, Absolutely. And that is with six turnovers. He had six turnovers what? last night. Um, they were mostly kind of early. He kind of was a bit fumbly. Uh, and kind of, oh, look, I didn't have them. I wasn't really loving it. Um, I think his first couple of plays, he fumbled the ball and lost lost, um, lost it. But um, after that, he kind of went from strength to strength. So he finished with 18 points, 11 rebounds. So that's obviously a double-double. Would have got the mm-hmm. bonus points there. Four assists as well, which is, um, you know, probably pretty elite for a big, bigger sort of guy. And three blocks, very active uh, on the blocks as well. So... I like everything about him. He, he makes his own shots. Uh, he got the ball to open blokes when he got double teamed because they were double teaming him a little bit in the end. Um, look, there's a lot to like. Um, obviously, he's just an injury replacement at the moment, but Alan Source Williams looks like he's out for sort of a little while at least. So if you wanted to chuck him in there, I'm, I was actually going to chuck him in there as a bit of a risky bisky in my Supercoach team, depending on what happened. But I think a lot of people are going to get on board the Cook train now. Um and the only worry for me is he's a little bit undersized. Okay. So against against some monsters um, at the five, he might be sort of bodied around a little bit. Although last night, matchup was with predominantly Marcus Lee from uh, Tasmania, um, who is a big and, and can and can get un- underneath there. But um, he only had the one foul, Cook. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes, I guess. Um, but first impressions were great. Um, be interesting to see once Creek comes back as well. Although... I almost think that might help him because, as I said, he got double-teamed a little bit last night. So um, I would have thought if Creek's there, he will not be getting those double-teams. So definitely the bolter of the night for me. Well, it's probably going to be the last time he's going to be able to be the the bolter of the night, uh, considering those scores. So um, he was currently in my lineup, so I'm glad to to know. I might not have to watch the replay now, considering we lost. But uh, the next player, uh, the next category to discuss then, I'll go with the Tower of Terror then. Oh, the Tower of Terror, of course, is a, a ride at Dreamworld on the Gold Coast. And we generally discuss a centre of player that we're worried or terrified about. So who would that be for tonight? Yeah, well, because I talk so much about Cook, I'm going to go with his opponent for most of it, uh, Marcus Lee. Uh, although not really for most of it, because he only had 15 super coach points on 13 and a half minutes due to fouling out. Um, okay. So it wasn't very impressive. I was kind of, I've had a hopeful, hope, I was quite hopeful for um, Lee going into the season. And, and look, there was some glimpses there. So he is an absolute lob threat in this team. Mm-hmm. I think all of his, he had eight points, um, four rebounds and a steal. But um, I think all of his eight points might have been almost lobs or alley oops, <laughs> just about. Um, <clears throat> so I think once there's a bit of a co- bit more cohesion there in the team, and it wasn't just one person throwing them, I think. Maybe um, Crawford threw one. I'm pretty sure Doyle threw one. And maybe Shawnee Mack. Good. Um, So, yeah, look, one to keep an eye on. A bit disappointing last night, as we said, but um, I think you'll bounce back. Cool. So always terrifying with those big men and the foul trouble. Uh, Lee's had a year in the system. Let's hope it's something that he will get over quickly. Next Let's go. Yeah, let's go with a paradise point next. 
Oh, well, now you, uh, having spent a bit of time in Queensland, have told me this is a pretty flash suburb on the Gold Coast, Paradise yeah, Point. So That's it. It's right up on the tip of the, the point there, I think. So it's, um, yeah, it's known for a pretty, it's a pretty new area, I think, and lots of nice flashy places. So we're talking about flashy point guards with this category. And as I just mentioned him, I'm going to go with Jordan Crawford. Um, look, only 23 super coach points in 28 and a half minutes. That kind of makes you go, mm, although 23 is almost getting the score that a um, new import price player should be. But he just did some flashy things that makes me think he's going to be a player in the NBL. Um, mm-hmm. Is he playable in super coach straight away? Not too sure yet. But look, this stat line was pretty impressive. So he had 7.6 rebounds, 8 assists. That's right. He was basically on triple-double watch um, in his 28 and a half minutes. So, look, I think he is one to watch. He had three turnovers last night that would have hurt him a little bit as well, but being a point guard, you can probably expect you know, one a game or something anyway. Still um, pretty good assist-to-turnover ratio, just eight correct. Three, not bad at all. Correct. And the funny thing was, he, and I think it was mentioned on the commentary as well while we were watching, he didn't actually have the ball in his hands all the time. Obviously, as we've been accustomed to seeing with Tasmania last year, um, Doyle has the ball in his hands a fair bit on the offensive plays. Even Shawnee Mack, uh, Shawnee McDonald had it, the ball in his hands a little bit as well while Crawford was on the court. So even though he is that point guard, he kind of doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time, or he didn't at least last night in that first game. I wonder if that's a bit of a sign for you to see. But uh, his, his jump shot is, it looks beautiful. Uh, he made a couple of moves. I think he even put uh, Owen Foxwell on the floor <laughs> at one okay. stage with a nice quick feet. And Owen Foxwell is obviously known as one of the uh, better defending uh, guards around there, even though he is only young and reasonably inexperienced. But... Um, yeah, he's one to watch for sure, and um, uh, it has that does some nice flashy things, nice shooting, um, nice some passes, and and looks yeah, it looks looks like he could be it, but I want to see a little bit more, I think. Yeah. yeah, look, he's definitely in my round two trade plans at the moment, so be definitely keeping a watch on him. Uh, next category. Let's go with a roller coaster. Okay, so a roller coaster. We put this in there. It's going to be someone who started well and then slowed down, or played one good game and then went downhill the next. Um, who are we discussing on this roller coaster? I'm going to go with Willie Cummings from Sam this time. Look, okay. maybe a maybe a bit of a stretch here because I mean what he finished with third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, okay. just with with the category. But look, he started with oh, sorry, he had super coach 31 super coach points for the game in 26 nice. and a half minutes, 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal. So obviously filling up all the stat categories, which is what we want to see. The thing with this one and why I put him under the roller coaster is he had 15 of Sam's first 19 points. Oh, okay, you've done well, right? Then. What did he right? finish with? <laughs> and then he only finished with 17. So okay, that's roller coaster. You've done yeah, well. that's right. He scored 15 in the first quarter and then kind of you know went out of the game or at least wasn't scoring, was getting those other stats like assists, etc. Um, so yeah, he's he's a bit of an interesting one. Obviously, again, Creek's return would that impact him? Not too sure. Um, different plays a obviously a different role. Um, yeah, he's one to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a bit of a roller coaster game because he looked absolute like lights out at, in yep. the first ten minutes and then kind of just blended into the game. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe the coach said, "Hey mate, just tone it down a little bit. We don't want to get uh, we don't want to get people too uh, excited about it yet." I'm not too sure, but. Um, yeah, one to watch in the next one. 
Okay, and the relationship with Gary Brown, was Gary Brown more pass first? Is that how we kind of think it might go? Yes and no. There was okay. They were doing kind of everything, to be honest. There was a bit of a mix and match everywhere. Everyone ben, when Ben Eyre was on the court, there was kind of similar to what the Tassie were doing. Ball, in, ball was in different hands kind okay. of a lot. Um, but definitely I think when Brown's off the court, he will probably have the ball in his hand a little bit more. Um, but when Brown's there, obviously he Brown has the, has the ball in his hands a little bit. Um, but he's not that. I know they're saying that Sam's going with those two point guards. I wouldn't call Cummings just watching him. I mean, this is only the first game I've really watched in detail. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's a you know a point guard. He's a combo guard. Um, he's just small. <laughs> he's, he's only short. So um, yeah. I mean, not as short as Crawford um, from Tasmania, but um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like what I'm seeing. I want to see a little bit more. But um, one definitely don't put your line through uh, Cummings. Right, next up. Let's go with the Grand Mirage. The Grand Mirage. Never stayed at the Grand Mirage personally, but uh, have uh, up when you're driving up near SeaWorld, you can uh, go past the old Grand Mirage, which is a flash hotel on the Gold Coast. Now, um, we normally describe this, we use this to describe a play that did actually really well, but it's a Mirage. We're not quite buying it yet. <laughs> Yeah, this could this could be due to prior season biases, just care quietly. But anyway, it who are you be. discussing? It could be. Let's go with Ruben Tarangi, right? And I know this this he's been kind of a mirage in in Supercoach slash fantasy world for I mean seasons, I guess. Um, uh, you know, we've had him as a cash cow in previous years, etc. And look, it always gets mentioned. FIBA Tarangi, um, FIBA Tarangi looks so good playing for the uh, New Zealand team, and then. You know, all of a sudden comes into the back into the NBL and kind of is just a bit meh. But last yeah. night he had 21 Supercoach points. Um, now, bearing in mind that he's only priced at a 10 point average in Supercoach, so he doubled what he w- is expected to get based on his price. Um, but that was with 17 points, three rebounds, and two assists and a block. Um, so maybe we're seeing Biba Tarangi. Who knows? He's um, very aggressive, and he's had the very odd game where he where he was aggressive for Southeast Melbourne. Yeah, yep, which is what he does on in New Zealand. That's right. And yep. are we going to see that? So, like, what was? I know he didn't start. He but... didn't start. No, no, no. So Moller started at the three there, and they had Bay coming in at the four with Creek out. Yep. Um, and that's and that's probably the next point I want to talk about. Oh, there's that logjam there with Moller, with Tarangi, with. You know, maybe vague, maybe Creek as well in that three-four position for Sem. There's a bit of a logjam there. No one, ne- neither of those guys, apart from we haven't seen Creek yet, really. But um, neither of those guys stood out too much. Although Tarangi did obviously last night, um, punching above his price. So it's a bit of a wait and see there. But let's see. Hopefully, it's not a mirage as a Sem uh, supporter and member. But uh, we have to wait and see. Beautiful. So I noticed he had the most minutes of anyone when I went to basketballblokes.com and had a look at the live scoring. Um, also great to see the Discord chat getting used quite a bit throughout that game. So that was uh, my following of the game was through that last night, which was uh, great to see. So lots of minutes there. So it's a it's a good thing. So um, I think we've got one more player we need to discuss here, though. I think this this category is very probably my favourite, and I think we we need to probably almost have one of these in every every episode. I'm going to go with a Warwick Kappa. Okay, a Warwick Kappa. If you don't know, infamous AF, ex AFL footballer, used to have blonde hair like Boydie did, nice and long before he cut it off. 
Um, but he resides on the Gold Coast. He even ran for Gold Coast Mayor. I do agree we almost need to make it a rule to have one, at least one Kappa clip in, and uh, this is the one we've worked in today. Good. I'm glad he's playing. It keeps the Kappa um, fascination alive, and he's in the back line, so it's easy. I took it over six blokes who were trying to punch me head in. He's a very proud forward, <laughs> yes. if, you didn't, if you didn't know. So we'll use this Kappa clip whenever we're talking about a forward-eligible player, and we have to talk about this forward-eligible player, Boydie. We do. Uh, it was uh, McVeigh for Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Obviously, their top super coach scorer from the game, 31 super coach um, in 20 or just under 24 minutes. So, um, and once again, um, doing quite well. Uh, he had 13 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Filled up mm. every stat category, which is what we want to see. Uh, top five in points per minute, I think, in preseason. Um, That's right. Yeah, so put that on the um, probably worth mentioning that here on our Patreon group, um, all the preseason stats before the Blitz, they're all sorted in points per minute average and uh, your cash cow points per dollar. And he was top five in points per minute, and he did average twenty eight in preseason. This is why I wanted to see. That's why I wanted to see if he backed it up, and it seems like he did again. He did, yes, he did, definitely. Um, was kind of in everything without being too spectacular, I guess is probably the way to describe it, um, Sort of, which is kind of what you see kind of, I guess, with, with McVeigh a lot. He's sort of blue-collar, getting in and under the hustle game, the, the hard-working, rah-rah, rather than the flashy stuff. Yeah, energy, that sort of thing. So um, the only worry with me with Tasmania, as we as we all have we've come to expect them, they go deep and they, they literally use every player on their roster. Now, this could be just because it's the Blitz, but I don't think that's going to change when the season comes around proper. They use 10, 11 players a game, um, which means their scoring is very spread evenly, uh, both Supercoach and you know, regular scoring. Um, but McVeigh looks like he's in good form and, and, and definitely one to keep an eye on. I think he uh, it would be che- priced cheaper at 31 point that, than what 31 points a game is or 28 points a game is, 28 uh, Supercoach points is a game. So I reckon he's one definitely to keep on the watch list. He's, um, he's been put on my watch list after that game last night to see if that's a bit of a trend. Excellent, mate. Do you want to give us our traditional um, wrap-up? I think that's yeah, cool. I, I think it wraps good. it up. Yeah, I think I'm nice. I was excited after the games last night, and I'm still going with it now, so that's good. Um, as always, you can catch us on X or Twitter, uh, which is at bball underscore blokes. We're uh, Basketball Blokes on Facebook or www.basketballblokes.com for the live scores all through the NBL Blitz uh, and also all NBL Supercoach information. G'day there. It's Zach, also known as the Fez, coach of the Fez Monkeys. I've got to say, the best part of being a Patreon supporter is the ever-so-helpful Basketball Blokes community. Whether it be team advice, injury news, or Boydie's gifts, the Discord chat has it covered. Also, quite handy for those pesky last-minute play withdrawals. Hey guys, Denim Melrose here, coach of OK Then. And my favourite part about being a Patreon with the Basketball Blokes is all the data and stats they send through. It's worth far more than they charge, and it couldn't be more handy. Hi everybody, my name's Ruby and I'm the coach of the McVeigh Times. My favourite thing about being a Patreon supporter is the pre-season cheat sheet and knowing that I'm going to get my team off to the best start and the Discord chat uh, where everyone helps me see sense after I get a little trade wild. Hey, I'm Watto and I'm the coach of the Coogee Hornets. If you want to get all the stats, have some great banner with all those like-minded fantasy individuals, make sure you get on board with the basketball blokes and become a Patreon.